All right, if you take God's precious word and turn to the book of Proverbs, please. Proverbs chapter 10. God willing, we'll be expounding verse 14 tonight. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14. The title of the message tonight is Laying Up or Falling Down. Laying Up or Falling Down. And what a joy it is to open God's Word with you again tonight. I, I love my church. I tell Tammy every time, I, I, all the time, I love my church. And one of the things I love about my church is the people here love God's Word. And that makes it all worth it. It, it makes it worthwhile when you study that you know that uh, the people want to learn the Scriptures. And when we open our Bibles and we fix our eyes on the Scriptures as we're about to do, you know what we're doing? We're doing what that woman did when she sat at Jesus' feet. We're just coming into the presence of God. And we're sitting down at His feet and we're getting taught by Him. Because He alone is the teacher of men. And His Word is His love toward us. So let's open our Bibles now. Turn to Proverbs 10 verse 14. And let's see what God has to say to us tonight. Proverbs 10 verse 14. Look here. Wise men lay up knowledge. Wise men lay up knowledge. If you're wise, then you're going to lay up what's good for you. The Hebrew word that's translated lay up here, it means to hoard. Y'all ever seen that show Hoarders? That was, that was a thing back in the day. I'm not sure why anyone would want to watch that, but for some reason uh, people did. And, uh, but it means to, to hoard. It means to store up. So we're talking about a wise man or wise men laying up, hoarding up something, making sure that they're well stocked on what they need. Understand there's a difference between using up and laying up. Using up is if I'm, uh, if I'm using something up, then I'm thinking about today. If I'm laying something up, then I'm preparing for tomorrow. That's what a wise person does. A a wise man lays up for future needs. And the wisest of men lay up knowledge, as we see here tonight in our scriptures. The type of knowledge that Solomon is primarily speaking of in this text is not superficial knowledge, not technical knowledge, not... um, Uh, simple earthly educational knowledge is talking about the knowledge of God. All of Proverbs is talking about God and His Son Jesus Christ. Speaking to God the Father, remember, wise men lay up knowledge. Speaking to God the Father, Jesus said in John 17, 3, And this is life eternal, that they might know Thee, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom Thou hast sent. Knowledge. Eternal life is based on our knowledge 
of God and the Son He sent to save the world. Talking about laying up for future needs. There's coming a day when the dead are going to be called out of their graves to stand before their Creator. To stand before the only true God in Jesus Christ whom He has sent. And those who do not know Him will perish without Him. We buy life insurance because we know we're going to die. And we, uh, we're going to leave our loved ones behind. We buy health insurance because we know we are going to get sick and have some bills coming. Isn't that right, Brother Eddie? Have you all ever noticed that you have copay? And then after you make your copay, the bills just keep coming anyway? I'm not even sure what copay is. They just keep sending the bills anyway. But we buy health insurance for that reason. We save money because we know that our cars are going to break down. We know that our hot water heater is going to break in the house and going to have to be replaced one day. And we know that we're going to need money for those things. So we know we're going to die. We know we're going to get sick. We know things are going to break. And based on that knowledge, we prepare. We lay up for our temporary needs. But as sad and strange as it is, most people fail to lay up for their eternal needs. Foolish men won't, but a wise man will. When I was a young man, I knew that I wasn't going to live forever. I knew that God made me, and I, I wanted to know Him. I wanted to know what my purpose was in life. I wanted to know Him. I wanted to know how I could please Him and be forgiven and accepted by Him. That was knowledge I wanted. I want to know you, God. I want to know your forgiveness. I want to know your acceptance. I want to know your purpose for me. That was knowledge I thirsted for. That was the knowledge I knew I needed to lay up for myself because I knew one day I was going to need that knowledge. <laughs> and I esteemed the knowledge of God to be the most priceless treasure a man could have. For if I had the knowledge of the one true God, I knew that I could walk through this earth with purpose and I could leave this earth with peace. So I sought God for that knowledge. Most people, they waste the precious years of their lives chasing meaningless earthly pleasures and paying little to no attention to their Creator. If Jesus said that eternal life is to know the one true God and the Savior that He sent, then that means apart from that knowledge, people perish. In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 11 through 13, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 11 through 13, listen to this, quite a fascinating passage of Scripture. God said, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them, 
and the harp and the vial, talking about a musical instrument, the tabret and pipe and wine are in their feasts, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of His hands. We'll pause there just a moment, and I'll finish reading this text. So we have people who get up early in the morning because they have a drive to have a good time. They're going to hit the alcohol. They're going to have the music, the live band. They're going to party. They're going to live for the weekend. Y'all ever heard that term, living for the weekend? And that's all their life consists of. The band, the music, the alcohol, the party, the good times. And that's how they spend their precious few years in this life. But they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of His hands. They don't regard that God created the heavens and the earth, that God created them for a purpose. They don't consider the operations of His hands, what God is doing in this world, what God purposes for them in this world. They don't think about it. They don't care about it. It's nothing to them. Verse 13, Therefore... My people are gone into captivity because they have... It's not up there. Come on, next one. Come on, let's do this together. Nope, we didn't pass. Yep, here it is. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity. Y'all read it with me now. Because they have no knowledge. Wise men lay up knowledge. These people disregarded the knowledge. They didn't want to know the work of God's hands. They didn't want to know the Creator who made them. They blew Him off, sought to have nothing but a good time. And so now God says they've gone into captivity because they lacked that knowledge. They didn't lay that knowledge up. You see what happens here? This could be a kingdom truth. I don't think I wrote it in like that. No knowledge begets bondage. The absence of knowledge brings the presence of bondage in the person who does not know God. Next time I pull this out and point something, I'm going to do your side, Miss Ann. I'm tired of leaving you all out over there. They have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished. Do you see that on there? They're famished. And their multitude dried up with thirst. Now do you see what's happening here? In this text, they were feasting. They were drinking. They were partying. And the whole while, they were completely empty. Have all the food they can stuff in their belly and they're famished. Drinking up the wine and they're still thirsty. They have nothing at all. They are living a busy life, an exciting life, and an utterly empty and vain life. They were filling their flesh and starving their spirits. That's what the Jews were doing. It's what people are doing today. They're making those same mistakes. Instead of eating and drinking up things that can never satisfy them and can never give them eternal life, they need to be filling up 
drinking up, laying up the knowledge of God in His Son that He sent that will fill their hearts and they will never hunger or thirst again. Just like Jesus told that woman at the well, you drink the water I'll give you, you'll never thirst again. I'm the bread of life, you eat me, you'll never hunger. Man, you'll have everything you need. I want you to understand that we were not created to lay up knowledge. We were supposed to have been born with it. But Adam and Eve chose the knowledge of good and evil over the knowledge of God. And God said Israel was gone into captivity because they had no knowledge. And that means those who do not know God live in bondage to sin and death. But those who know God live forever in freedom. This is why Jesus said you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Don't know the truth, then what are you? No knowledge, you're in bondage. Just as Israel was in bondage to Babylon, to Assyria, as they were in bondage to Egypt at one time, Israel was constantly getting themselves into bondage. And every time they were in bondage, there was an absence of the knowledge of God. So much so that Moses had to ask God what his name was. So he could go tell the children of Israel that their God was going to set them free. You know the truth. You have the knowledge of God. You will be free and you will be full. When God sent his son into the world, he gave him this beautiful, the spirit of knowledge. Isn't that wonderful? You know why he gave him the spirit of knowledge? So he, by that knowledge, could set us free. Isaiah chapter 11 speaks of the coming of the promised Savior, the one God promised in the Garden of Eden. Isaiah 11 verse 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Now here is a stem coming out of a tree. And a rod is a branch coming out of this stem, all right? And so here's a rod. The rod's name is Jesse. And I tell you what, we've got so many Jesses in this church. The man that called me to ask me questions today, his name was Jesse. I thought it was Jesse Howard. I called Jess Howard. I said, brother, what did you want to talk about? He started coming up with subjects. We're talking on the phone. I'm going down the road. And finally, I said, well, didn't you say you want to talk about ABC? Indeed. He goes, brother, I hadn't texted you today. All right. So we had a good time. But he thought, well... Pastor's calling, won't know what I want to talk about. I'll start talking about something. Here's another Jesse. Here's Jesse from whom Jesus is going to descend in the line of Christ. This rod is going to come out of Jesse's lineage. This rod's Jesus, the Savior. He says, we got it up here? Here we go, Ann. This is for you. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Oh man, that's good. I've explained that in church before. It gets so deep, it's good. 
But basically, this is talking about Jesus Christ coming from the line of David. Verse 2, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge. And of the fear of the Lord. Remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Jesus Christ has the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And that means Jesus is all you need to know. He's, he is the sum and substance of God's will and the sum and substance of the message of God's word. He is the word of God. A wise man will consider his creator and seek to know Him, and to know, uh, and, and God is known through His Son, Jesus. And Isaiah 61, we're, we're, we're staying in Isaiah tonight for a little bit. Isaiah 61. In Isaiah 61, Jesus speaks through the prophet Isaiah before He comes. This is an Old Testament uh, uh, words from Jesus before Jesus was ever born. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 61, 1, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Now, we just read in the previous passage that the Spirit of the Lord was going to be on the, the, the rod that came out of Jesse. And now here's that rod speaking in Isaiah 61 saying, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings. That's what, we're, what the word gospel means, good tidings, good news. To preach the gospel unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted... To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Remember, my people are in captivity for lack of knowledge. And Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord's on me. I'm going to preach the gospel, and by doing so, I'm going to bind up the brokenhearted. I'm going to proclaim liberty to the people who are captive. I'm going to open up the prison to the people who are bound. They're going to know the truth, and the truth's going to make them free. A wise man will lay up knowledge. Look back in your text. But the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. You're going to see how this all comes in together now. The mouth of the foolish is near destruction. A mouth doesn't lay up, it puts out. A mouth doesn't learn, it, it, it speaks. A mouth doesn't hear, it talks. It makes sounds. The only way that you can lay up knowledge is to recognize your need of it. That's the only way. And if I know that someone has the knowledge I need, my mouth is going to stop and my, and my ears are going to open up. A foolish person will not humble himself to be taught by God. That's the problem. He thinks he understands everything just fine on his own. So he flaps the jaw and he shuts the ears. I'm the authority here. I'm the one speaking. Y'all should be listening to me rather than me listening to God. That's what they're saying. The Gospel of John chapter 9. You're going to see how all, how, how all this comes together tonight in John 9. Look here in verse 39 through 41. And Jesus said, for judgment, I am come into this world. 
Judgment meaning, I'm going to show you right and wrong. That they which see not might see. And that they which see might be made blind. You see what Jesus is saying? I'm coming to give judgment to the world to make things black and white. I'm coming so that the people who see will become blind. And the people who are blind will be able to see. What is he talking about? He's talking about knowledge. He's talking about knowledge. Because the knowledge of God, this is life eternal. They might know thee in the one true God. Uh, the, the one true God in Jesus, in, in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. He's talking about knowledge here when he's talking about seeing. If, if I were to say, uh, you know, uh, if I were to say, uh, uh, Sister Alice, uh, I want to explain something to you. And I start explaining to her. And I'd say, do you see what I'm saying? This is what Jesus is talking about. So the people who can see, or the people who see, will be made blind. The people who can't see, they'll then be able to see. In other words, the people who think they can see in their natural eyes will be made blind. Because when you're made blind, you're not walking around waiting to, to fall into the ditch. If you know you're blind, you're going to be saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Like the blind man did. He said, I'm coming so the people that think they know will suddenly realize they don't know what they need to know. And the people who know they don't need to know, I want to show them and give them that knowledge so they can be set free. Their eyes can be opened to the truth. And they can walk in that truth and have the knowledge of God. So let's read now. John nine thirty nine, And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees, in verse 40, which were with him, heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Wait a minute. Are you trying to say we're blind? We're the priests. We're the Pharisees. We're the people that everyone comes to to get their knowledge. You talking to us? Verse 41. Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see. Therefore your sin remains. They say, we see. Do you know what they say? That was the mouth of the foolish. They said, we see. They're looking at the truth. They're looking at the knowledge of God. They're staring the light of God in the face. They're looking at the truth of God, the knowledge that can set them free. The Pharisees said they see. They're saying, no thanks, Jesus. We have all the knowledge we need. We don't need to know you. Who are you? You can't teach us anything. And Jesus said, that's why your sin remains. If you were blind, you'd be okay. I'd set you free. I'd open your eyes. I'd give you the truth. But you're, you've got the mouth of the foolish. You're claiming that you can see. And you're blind. When I asked God to show me the truth when I was a young man, do you know what I was virtually telling Him without saying? I was virtually saying, 
have mercy on me. I can't see. I don't know what the truth is. If I knew what the truth was, I wouldn't have asked for it. I knew I couldn't see. I knew I was blind to the truth. But the Pharisees stood before the truth and declined it, telling Jesus that they could see okay on their own. By the grace of God, I laid up. By their own foolishness, they fell down. Because the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. They fell. When you deny the knowledge of God, your destruction is on its way. Back to Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13. And I'm going to read, I'm going to add 14 to it this time. We'll, we'll close. Isaiah 5, 13 through 14. God said, Therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Verse 14, Therefore, in other words, because they have no knowledge, therefore hell hath enlarged herself. You see, the captivity Jesus is, is ultimately talking about here isn't Assyrian captivity or Babylonian captivity or Egyptian captivity. It is captivity to sin, Satan, and death. So because their honorable men are famished and they're dried up with thirst of the knowledge of God, therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. That means all these people, they're having a good time, bankrolling it, socially acceptable. These people were the, 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 the fat of the earth, but they were starving in the knowledge of God. And now everything that they were socially, politically, financially, everything that they were proud of, everything that seemed so important to them while they lived in the flesh shall descend into hell. Because they were foolish and failed to lay up the knowledge of God while they had breath in their bodies. Same thing's going to happen to us. And if you're watching on the internet tonight, perhaps you're tuning in tonight, your time on this earth is limited. This quick, you can die. You do, you're not promised another day. You need to know God. And everything that you're chasing in this life, while you're putting church off, putting God off, putting off your Bible study, and, and, and you're chasing frivolous things that 50 years from now won't mean anything to anybody. And you may be fat and happy now in the things of this world. But you're starving in the knowledge of God. And without the knowledge of God and the Savior He sent, everything that you're proud of, everything that you've accomplished, any degrees you've got in college, the job titles you've got, none of that's going to matter. It's all going to descend into hell with you apart from knowing God and the Savior He sent. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. With that, we'll go ahead and pause tonight. Lord willing, take back up in verse 15 next week.
Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. We thank you, Father, that you cut straight down the line for us, Lord. You divide between the soul and the spirit. And you tell us, Lord, that wise men lay up knowledge. Lord, give us that knowledge that we need. Give us knowledge that builds on knowledge. Help us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us, or those who are blind, let them see and give them that knowledge. And those who have the knowledge of God and have come to the understanding of Jesus Christ being the way, the truth, and the life, and have put their faith and trust in Him, I pray you'll help them to grow in that grace and the knowledge of their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' precious name we pray and we thank you. Amen.